Mr. Greg Doherty, how are you doing? How's life down in Hull? Yeah, I'm very well, mate. And yeah, it's been good. Um, enjoying it so far, mate. Um, for the decent start to the season, so a few wins on board, but a uh, lot to improve on. But so far, so good. Yeah, just trying to get that first goal. I'm hearing as well. Is uh, come close a few times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just I'm just waiting for that one to drop, and then I'm uh, get back to what I'm, what I like to do is scoring goals, obviously. And so I'm just waiting. But if, um, if we can help the team as much as we can, and I feel like as a midfield, we've been pretty solid. So I'm happy with um, the performances so far. Ah, nice one, mate. Nice one. Right, let's let's take it right back to the start. So one thing I'm always interested about, Greg, is whether football was always the the chosen career path. So uh, through your childhood and everything like that, was was there anything else, or was it just was it just always focused on football? Um, well, in my head, it was it was football, yeah. Um, but so football was always. I think I didn't come into the game until kind of my friends and cousins and family and stuff. They were playing before me, and it was. I think um, I uh, I came in maybe about a couple of years later than them, but. Mm-hmm. I think once I started and then just had the love of just playing my friends and then then you get picked, you're playing with your local boys club, you're like I say, you're with your friends and before yeah, I was quite fortunate to get picked up and it was me and, and my best friend at the time, we both got picked up by Hamilton um, and from then it was it was just training with Hamilton once a week and then playing with my boys club so it was great, um, we loved it but then obviously you just you get involved in a pro you've set up and you think well, this, is, this is great and, and you see that the sort of pathway Hamilton have uh, from very early on and, and it was clear for, for me as a youngster that the the path could be there if I applied myself, and thankfully I, I took advantage of that. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Was it you were you were nine nine or ten when Aki's came and picked you up? Is that? Yeah, right? I think it was eight, eight, maybe just turning nine. Yeah, um, <clears throat> and um, yeah, from then on in, it was just Hamilton was my life. It was from it was great, and I loved every minute of it. I've made friends for life, and I met some fantastic people. Um, and I'll always be grateful to everything Hamilton gave me. Yeah, they've got um, such a fantastic track record in Scotland of producing quality young young players, and you're obviously you're on that list now. But um, I wonder, did you did you cross over with the likes of McCarthy and MacArthur? Were they were they of help to you when you were coming through at Hamilton? Uh, no. So to be fair, when I when I came in, um, that was always the they were literally kind of breaking through at the time, and they were mm-hmm. the ones that the, our coaches would use and their head of youth and and things like that would always drum into us at the time. They'd just basically be like, look, look where you can go to. Like they were both, I think, 16, 17, 18 at the time in the first team. I mean, it was, and then when you're only 9, 10, 11, you think, well, actually, that's not too far away. Um, do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, they were the ones that were used. And it was very clear that those two, were the, and then obviously the success, just as they were breaking into the first team, you could see they were, they were making a real name for themselves down south. Um, and credit to them, they've had obviously fantastic careers and they've still got a bit to go. But yeah, they, they were the, that was a clear pathway. Um, and they were the ones that we all, we all set targets of trying to emulate. Yeah, I guess that that's what happens, isn't it? When they produce people like that and when they give them opportunities at such a young age, when you're going in there, even like you said, as a nine, ten-year-old, you know, you, you genuinely feel like there's, there's a chance for me at this club if I apply myself and, and I do well. And that, that obviously came for you as well, didn't it? Yeah, well, like I think I said before as well, that um, like it used to at the time when Billy Reid was a manager, it, it was very, he knew, he knew you by name. Um, mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like things like that, little things like that. He'd, he'd, he'd sit in your one-to-one meetings. He was very keen to come to to your youth games and then as you start to get maybe closer to the, the sort of the, the full-time setup and under the 19s and reserves I mean it was Billy Reid then obviously Alex Neal and then he was uh, my under 17s manager then my under 20s manager and then ultimately my first team manager as well as being my the club captain at the time do you know what I mean and it was sort of same for Martin Cannon as well um, and obviously then uh, Alex's assistant was Frankie McAvoy who was the head of youth who who brought me in at nine years old so you're, know, you're known right throughout the club and and you just feel like everybody knows that they back you and they trust you and they have the confidence in you that they want you to go and, and better yourself and they ultimately kick on. 
Yeah, no, it's it's great, and the, the sort of consequence of, of that, and, and don't take this the wrong way, Greg, but you feel like, it feels like you've been around forever. It feels like you've been playing no, football for a long time. Does it feel the same for you? Yeah, it does. I mean, like, um, I turned 24 this year, and it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's a bit of a shock. I <laughs> uh, still really can't believe it that I'm 24, and do you know what I mean? I'm, a, I'm a, sometimes, though, now, age I'm, I'm actually not, like, when it's two, two youngest in the, in the boxes for training, I'm not actually in it anymore, do you know what I mean? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> I think that was, I was I was the youngest forever, um, but no, it was great for me. And that, that, I was really fortunate to be honest. I've been around. I was around Hamilton's first team from fifteen going on sixteen, um, mm-hmm. which is invaluable for me. And it's absolutely stood me in good stead. But one thing I will say about Hamptons, they never ever let you in them. Um, you, your feet are firmly on the ground. For example, yeah. I was playing the first team, approaching a hundred games. Um, I was still. I say, for example, even if you were man of the match on a Saturday, you scored in a home game. I was still waiting until everybody had left the dressing room because I had to clean the dressing room after the game. There was no way that they kept man of the head of you for just letting me get my clothes on and go. Do you know what I mean? It was, it was like every day after training, you're you're packing the bus, the first team buses, you're cleaning the mini buses, you're you're in the first team, you're in charge of everything to do with the first team, you're packing the boots. But that kind of responsibility and it really does, um, it helps you when you get to this stage. You know, I look back and it, and it is it's, at the time, obviously, it was a. It was uh, you'd mourn and whinge, go home, and you'd miss your train and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But look, it definitely stands you in good stead, and it helps you keep your feet firmly on the ground. Because um, when you're around the first team, it's easy to get carried away. Something. Yeah, definitely. It must. It must set you up well. I think f- football is sort of changing a little bit in that respect. I noticed the the the, the young guy. I use young in inverted commas. The the guy Nathaniel Phillips getting his debut for Liverpool um, last weekend, and everyone's sort of talking about, "Oh, this is great. This young guy's come in and he's done so well." Twenty three years old, and you know that's, that's yeah. almost the same age as you, and and he's just starting to experience proper first team football now. It's um, that grounding that you've had, and even just talking about you know up to a hundred appearances and stuff like that for the Aki's when you're presumably nineteen. 20 is just you know it must have set you up so well for what you've gone on to do from there yeah it did um the, the highs and lows and, and of football I mean there was uh I had I experienced everything at Hamilton from from tough uh kind of drubbins away at Celtic Park to, mm-hmm. to scoring the win on the playoff final to keep us up in the league do you know what I mean like it really is it, the highs and lows were incredible but it's that it's that family type club and it's the, that sort of upbringing it's very down to earth it's built on hard work and it's built on togetherness um, that really does help you not just on the pitch but off the pitch as well and like I say I really cannot speak highly enough of my upbringing at Hamilton it's not just like you're learning football you're learning life lessons as well Yeah, superb that that must be in the highlight then uh, scoring the goal ultimately that kept uh, kept you up in 2017 I take it that's the, the one sort of big memory that would, would stick out in your mind from your time at Hamilton yeah, it was. Um, I think you could just see, like, obviously, it was. I thought I don't think we deserved to be there in that position. Then towards, I think we had a, we had we had a one. Well, I thought we were quite good that season as well. But obviously, like, sometimes these things happen. But we ended up, and then you're playing Dundee United, who were massive favourites at the time. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, like the, the relief and just the after the game, you could see it, how much it meant to the club and and just to have that. Um, Premiership football again and obviously that was maybe I think two seasons ago it's been three seasons since I think so do mm-hmm. you know what I mean like it's still we're there on merit there's no reason why and it's like people everybody wants to see Hamilton down and it's that sort of mentality that, that really spurs the players on and, and you're like you say everybody tips them at the start of the year and then um, mm-hmm. we continue to prove people wrong and they're still doing so today
Yeah, I think think Aki's used that really well each year. It's really a driving force for them to sort of prove, prove everyone wrong almost, isn't it? And it certainly certainly stood them well in the, the few seasons that have followed. Um, so so you score that goal, massive massive thing for Aki's, and then a few months later, um, it's no secret your boyhood club Rangers they come calling. Um, how did you feel when you when you first heard that Rangers were sniffing around, Greg? It was a tough one because it was like I sort of heard through. Through um, well, it was the winter break at the time, and and we'd finished. I think literally just before the winter break, um, uh, we beat Motherwell away at, at Motherwell, um, which obviously the derby it was fantastic, and it was a great way to sort of sign off going into the break, and, and I'd scored the winner as well in that game, and but um, and then all of a sudden I'm on holiday, my phone just starts lighting up. It's like something I've never experienced before, and, yeah. and I'm walking around Tenerife, and I'm being stopped in Tenerife by Rangers fans and and things like that in the airport, and it was just and you're trying to like not look into it because obviously you're wanting to just focus on football but I was actually nursing I sort of like I had a little nog that I had leading up um, to it so it ultimately um, I actually ended up missing the first game back it was a Scottish Cup just because of this but then it turned a bit, a bit sour because then it, the Hamilton fans were sort of thinking that maybe I'd done it deliberately so I wasn't yeah. cup tied and I absolutely if anyone knows me that absolutely isn't the case like I'm I'd play in, regardless I, I just wanted to to play and, and you're trying to put that thing to the back of your mind and just if mm-hmm. something came of it, something I've been, um, you just have to go like, do you know what I mean? It's not, it was out of my control. All I could yeah. control was going to training every day and trying to get back to full fitness again. Um, but it was, it was tough and, and it was it sort of dragged on again. But I think at the end of the day, it was for both parties, it, it worked out well. Yeah, and, and it's got to be a, an exciting thing for you and for the family. And I take it was a really proud moment when the, when the deal was done. Yeah, it was. Obviously, look, I think the fact that, yeah, we're obviously Rangers, a lot of Rangers fans in my family and, and me myself, but the fact that I had sort of progressed from the, the coming out of Hamilton, the sort of the small the small club, the underdog, and, and the fact that a club the size of that was wanting, was wanting me to sign for them, I think that was just, that was the proudest part. Of course, Rangers was a, had been a massive bonus that I was signed for Rangers and, and it was a lot that I'd always wanted, but the fact that such a, a prestigious club, the size and also the stature of Rangers, and were interested in me and showed a real desire to get me um, was a real compliment and a real confidence booster for me. Yeah, nice one. And it was uh, it was Graham Murty that brought you in, wasn't it? So um, what, what kind of chat did he have with you to, to kick it all off? What kind of role did he anticipate that you'd have with well, the club? I think it was, it was I think Mark, Mark Allen had kind of been in touch with my agent and, and throughout it. And I think Rangers were on a real, they were actually on a decent spell. Um, at the time, I think of the turn of the year, they were out in Florida. They they'd done well in Florida. There seemed to be a buzz back around the club, and and obviously um, it's made some good signings. Um, and there was yeah, things were going well. They'd won a lot of games on the spin, and mm. um, and I was just yeah, once I knew they were there, and then um, I was really eager to be a part of it. But of course, I was being respectful to Hamilton and, and just wait. And if it did happen, it did, and, and if it didn't, it didn't. It's one of those ones. But when I went into Rangers, and, and obviously I really enjoyed working. Um, with some top quality players and um, and some real good coaches as well. Yeah, and then so Stephen Gerrard comes in. Um, how did it all sort of start with him? I mean, I mean that's from me and, and my age. That's just an absolute idol growing up. And someone like Gerrard, it must be an exciting thing to think about operating and, and learning and working underneath him. Yeah, of course, absolutely. Like like you say, for a midfielder, I mean you're working yeah. under one of the top midfielders um, that's ever played the game. So um, it was. Yeah, it was really, it was great, obviously, to stay here from him and, and to hear his, his experiences and his tips and things like that. And obviously, with mm-hmm. Gary McAllister there as well, having that, that Scottish connection as well and, and the level he played at. And, and you could see the trust that's, 
um, uh, Gerard put in Gary McAllister and he talked about that when they played and obviously you knew how much he valued his opinion so it was fantastic in as well but I think the coaches they brought in as well so you've got Mick and, and Tom as well two other coaches are really really on the ball and attention to detail really opened my eyes um, to just see how, how in detail things can be and, and, and I think it's reaping the rewards now it was, it's been a sort of it, it was never going to be a quick turnaround um, mm-hmm. but you can see that as players we all bought into it um, and but now the players are really, really bright. Obviously, it's now coming into fold and it's, it's becoming a real force and difficult to stop. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think fair to say that some first-team chances were a little bit limited um, to start off with, Greg. And you're clearly not the kind of guy who wants to sit around and make up numbers or sit on a bench. So I, I guess, was that the motivation behind the, the move, the, the loan down to Shrewsbury? Yeah, so I think... Um, obviously, pre-season, it was a really strong pre-season. And there was no, to be honest, there was no real urge for me to go to go, I think. And I was looking around the squad and I'm thinking, well, obviously, players are starting to, we'd signed a couple of players, um, mm. the squad had got bigger. Um, and I was just thinking, well, I'd obviously had a bit of time in my contract. So I was thinking, well, use this time to my advantage and go and, and really try and develop my game again. And I think the best way to do that, I always feel I, I play, I develop better when I play games rather than training. Um, yeah. Obviously, training, you, you, but playing games is where I feel like I can really learn and, and improve. And that's what I have done over my career. Um, so, that's, that was, I was keen to not kind of stagnate at the time. And, and I think that's why I used that loan to Shrewsbury and I took my time. I found somewhere that maybe was a bit different where nobody kind of knew me. I, I feel like I could have stayed in Scotland, but I think it was, it was, I was keen to come, uh, to come over the border and really test myself and just kind of get out of that comfort zone. And, and I did. And, and, but I was obviously really grateful to Shrewsbury that they, they looked after me really, really well. Um, I had a really positive chat with, before I came down with the chief executive, the Scottish guy, um, Ryan Caldwell, who I'd heard really, really good things about, and that was another, that was probably the main factor in me picking Shrewsbury over anything, was the fact that I knew that they, he looked, he went on the phone to my dad, was kind of like, it's my mum, and spoke to them and said, look, they look after me, and they were true to their word, and, and it was great, and I loved every minute of it down there. Yeah, it sounds like you're really grateful to them, but I'm sure they're grateful to you as well. You know, 40-odd appearances, um, good number of goals, player of the year, you can't do much more than that, can you? No, I know that. That's what I mean. It was a really, really great time for me, and I think it's actually, that's just, that loan actually helped me to where I am to now at Hull. I think I came across the manager, the Hull manager, a few times playing against them, and I think that's how he, he noticed who I was. So that was another thing as well that you never know what could happen in football. So going down there, trying something different, um, and it, it, yeah, it really benefited me um, both on the pitch and off the pitch. And a nice one. And I guess it must have been a little bit frustrating then to have a season like that and to come back up uh, north of the border and, and get ready for another season at, at Ibrox and again be used fairly uh, sparingly. I don't want to put you on the spot too much, but do you think you got a fair shot of it at Rangers, Greg? Uh, it's, it's one of those, like, I know I went in every day, nobody, and even my teammates and the staff as well, like they would have even said before, like, I know every day I went in and I trained to my maximum, I trained well. Um, I gave my all and, and look at just sometimes selection and, and it wasn't to be and, and the players in front of me were doing well at the time. Um, I was aware that I was coming in and, and I was trying to move guys out that really were at the, playing at the top of their game. Um, so that was that was difficult, of course. Um, and but and, and to be fit, last year as well, the, the squad had really, it probably wasn't changed as much and, and there was not just me, there was a lot of guys that on the same boat as me. I think there was maybe eight or nine players in a similar boat and then, um, just so I know every day I went in and, and I performed and I, I spoke to the, obviously the manager at the time and the staff and the coaching staff and they would pull me and they'd say like 
you can't really do much more. It's just it's just the way. Of it. And sometimes you've got to accept that. And maybe I wasn't suited to their style of play as much as, and and that's fine. And and I can take that on the chin. But I just know personally that I gave I gave everything, and, and um, I can hold my head head up high. Yeah, absolutely. You did um you did get to experience the old firm though. Um and that must have been something growing up that that you always dreamed of. Uh, how did you find that, Greg? Must have been quite something to play in. Yeah, it was absolutely obviously incredible. I think like sometimes when you when I've said before, when you score, you you're trying to speak to your your teammates after it and maybe it's like that to kind of calm things down, that little buzz and it's like you just can't hear a thing. It's just ringing in your ears. It's it's yeah. nothing like I've ever I don't think I'll ever experience that kind of atmosphere again. Also I'm really fortunate to do that. Um but it's just, it's, yeah, obviously it came out, there was one of them, the first one at Ibrox when Celtic, so they won 3-2, that was a rebut. You've got the highs of it when you're, mm-hmm. you're scoring, but the lows of, of the defeat, it's really is, it's mentally really tough to take and, and the scrutiny that comes with it. But that's part and parcel of being part of the old firm. Um, and at the time, obviously, we faced a really, really strong Celtic team. Um, and I think we were in a sort of transition period, which is, but I think that we we definitely should have come out of that game with something um, and only had ourselves to blame, of course, but that's another sort of re- regret and I feel that could have been a turning point of the season, but um, you, can, you can only look back and, and, and try and learn from these experiences and that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so another loan, um, this time to Hibs. Uh, it, was, it was quite a, I guess it was a short time at Easter Road given uh, the way everything went, but you definitely made an impact there. Did you enjoy it? Did you enjoy it, Easter Road with Hibs? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. So it was, a, it was a weird one because obviously we had the winter break in there again and we were in Dubai for the training camp and, and I was getting good vibes off the coaching staff and the management team and, and it was sort of like they were like, don't be in a rush to make a decision. But again, I'm thinking, well, do you know what I mean? It's basically had maybe five months of not really consistent football and then do I want to have a full year? So then it was one of those and it was tough because I could maybe see that the opportunity was arising. But then again, I'm thinking, no, I need, I need the consistency of football. So... But um, it definitely took a lot longer than what I wanted. And, and um, I, I didn't think Scotland was an option. I thought, um, again, it was a club were wanting me to, Rangers were wanting more um, more keen for me to get back over the border again. And, and that was something that I was keen for as well. But obviously, if I'd known about um, Hibs' interest, I'd probably have taken it right at the start of, of the window because I, I really wanted to work under Jack Ross um, and his coaching staff. I'd only heard good things and obviously playing against him for Sunderland. Um, I knew the style of play and, and Hibs were, were doing some good players and uh, yeah I'll beat my time at Hibs was short but I really enjoyed it it was a really good dressing room um, and I think people could see when, I, when my performances when I came in that I was just so eager to get playing again and, and thankfully I managed to, to play quite well and just disappointing that obviously it was cut short but again it was there's a bigger picture um, during that time and, and that's just the way of it we had good cut short unfortunately but yeah I, can, I look back at that kind of loan spell really fondly yeah, no, absolutely. And you, you spoke about Jack Ross, and he's doing a um, a good job with Hibs uh, just now, um, and and that was obviously one of the the factors that attracted you to to joining Hibs. How did you find it working underneath Jack? Was he was he good for you? Yeah, really good. I think, um, and the fact that I think so, I spoke to him. It was a bit of obviously. I had a few sort of like getting towards the end of the window, and and there's a few things, and there's going on in the background, and you don't really know what's happening. But then Jack phoned me, and and I just I really I think we we. We clicked and I really bought into what he was, what he wanted from me and he knew a lot about me and I knew he'd done his research as well and on myself and he was really keen to get me and it's something that when a manager does that is you, you, you really does kind of turn your head a little bit um, and, I, and obviously I know the size of Hibs and, and what Hibs are across Scotland and they're a real driving force and um, so it was just something that 
I was like, well, yeah, I'll go and give this a give this a try. And but I was a little bit skeptical, obviously, because there is sometimes a bit of animosity between the two clubs. So you're thinking, what's going to happen here? But no, the Hibs fans, I think they they were they could see how much I gave for the as soon as when I made my first appearance that I was I was there to put. Uh, to really give my all and really drive the team forward, and and we managed to do that, and we had a a, little, a good run as well. Um, just and obviously got to the semi final. Just unfortunately, it was never it wasn't played when it should have been played in front of a full Hamden. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, it's it's fair to say of the the Edinburgh clubs, um, they are they are big clubs, aren't they? I think they they sometimes get forgotten about in the the grand scheme of things with Scottish football, just because of uh, you know Rangers and Celtic being massive. But you hear from a lot of people they go to Hibs or they go to Hearts, and they they really do just sort of realise straight away how how big uh, you know a club they are. Um, and then you experience the Edinburgh derby as well. So that must that must have been something good to to get involved in, even if it didn't quite pan out as you'd hoped. Yeah, no, no, it was great. Um, obviously, again, the atmosphere, it was very, very, like I said, it was a real fierce derby. I mean, like, I've always loved watching them over the years. I mean, the proper derbies. Um, mm-hmm. So you could see the passion. And, and uh, yeah, like I said, it was really disappointing. I think we, we were, things just didn't go away on that night. And it was really devastating because I feel like, I feel Easter Road and, and we were so much, we were in a really good run at that moment in time. And um, it was really disappointing that we never managed to deliver, but things just didn't fall for us that night. Um, mm. But, I it was like uh, when I touched on earlier with the the semi final. Um, I really it was a real chance for for us at the time to bounce back. Um, so it's just it, it was frustrating that we never got to play it back then when it had been the same squads. Um, but again, things out with everyone's control and this this took over and it's just. But again, I'm grateful to have said that I've now played in that derby as well and and I've uh, I really enjoyed playing in it and it's one that I would maybe look to play in in, in the future. Yeah, no, nice one, and and like you said, you know, a lot of stuff going on in the world right now, and and uh, it did did bring the the season to a bit of an end, um, a, a bit abruptly. But I guess with that also came an end to your time at Hibs and your time at Rangers, um, and by the sounds of things, you had quite a few options, um, and you've chosen the the move down to Hull. Um, so what what swayed that for you then, Greg? What what made Hull the decision? Um, I think purely the size of the club. I think obviously we're in they're in a they were in when I signed, and it was obviously they'd been through a, a, a sort of bad spell. But um, just that when I spoke to again, kind of touching on when I, when I spoke to the manager here, um, I knew of his interest, and I was aware of the interest. Obviously, the whole season was continuing when pre-season when I was sort of back in at Rangers, preparing for the next season. They were finishing off the championship season, and, and the interest was there in the championship as well. And and I think that was that was a really appealing factor that they, they maintained the interest in me, um, and it wasn't just the fact that. They wanted me to come down to League One. It was that they would have trusted me to play in the league above as well. And, and mm. it's the fact that the club obviously shouldn't be here, but we are. But it's the the, the project of getting it back um, getting it and, and working again under this manager as well. I've played against these teams in the past and I'm really impressed with them. Um, and I'd only heard good things from the, the from the management team and the coaching staff here. Then and, and I know from speaking to a few players as well, from this this was a good dressing room and it's lived up to to what I've, I've what I wanted so far. And, and I really feel like I can be a, a good a big part of this club moving forward. No, excellent. It sounds like you're really enjoying it so far as well, which is which is good. I think you you guys are sitting fourth in the league. Is that right? Yeah, I think one point. I think it's incredibly tight. I think mm-hmm. in um, yeah, this league it is so cutthroat at the moment. Um, and but I think it's it's a fact as well. Obviously, we are the big you're a big scalp, and, and I enjoy that sort of coming up against teams and they they they're raising their game to to beat you. And and um, so all of a sudden you're 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 taught it's a final for a lot of clubs when they're coming over to players. Um, especially at our stadium, it's a lot. It's really nice stadium, big pitch. But I feel like 
um, yeah, like, you just need to get a run in this league and, and we're definitely going to, I feel like we'll be up there. Um, but it's a long, long, hard season. It's a bit of a, a grind at times with the, the amount of fixtures. And um, But it's great. And that's what I wanted. And another factor as well that I'm coming down here to, to, to bang out as many games as I can, obviously try and make up for lost time. Yeah, I think... Um... You know, there are a few teams in that league, a few massive teams in that league, uh, Hull being one, and, and quite a few teams that are actually, you know, the infrastructure is, is an English Premier League club, um, and Hull obviously have a history of that, so the aim will, will clearly be to to get up this season, and, and that's going to be one of your big games as well. But some, something else I'm interested in is, um, is international recognition something that's on, on your radar at the moment, Greg? Is that something that keeps driving you on as well? Yeah, I think absolutely. I think it has to. I think any player, obviously, I've, I've represented international scene at youth level before and it was something I was very proud to do um, it's something yeah that is always will be in the back of my mind but maybe at the moment I'm uh, obviously the, the squad are kind of doing well at the moment and, and the midfield is really strong I feel like it's probably Scotland's strongest area uh, as, as the midfield at the moment but again that's where you've got to set targets and you've got to set aims and, and if I can help Hull um, move up this, move up and, get, and go in the right direction where we want to go and can keep improving my game then and keep sort of keep my name out there. Then I don't see why not. Um, that will be ambition one day, uh, of course. And, and if it came calling, I'd be grateful. To, I'd be absolutely grateful to receive it. Uh, nice one. And um, obviously you're you're at Hull, and that's uh, that's that's good. And it sounds like you're really enjoying it. I, I wonder um, in terms of sort of long term career aspirations. I imagine it's about getting to the highest level possible, um, and probably in England. Um, can you see yourself ending up back in in Scotland at any point, Greg? I think so. I think obviously, like yeah, I think like you say though that I'm here now. I'm in England now, and and I really want to make the most of my time here. Obviously, mm-hmm. really, um, yeah, I feel like how we could do something really, really well, uh, really good here. And, and there's no, you look at the teams that have done the sort of the double, double bounce before. Um, obviously that's that's way in the future, and you need to take the here and now. But you do, you do kind of look ahead sometimes. But I think this club, if it we get um, the infrastructure here is is right and it's good, and, and as a squad. We all have ambition. Everybody wants to play at the highest level, but I think Scotland is obviously where it's it's where I'm I'm from. Do you know what I mean? So like obviously, mm-hmm. one day, yeah, maybe. But it depends how it goes here and, and where you set on. But I'm not looking too far ahead in the future at the moment. I'm just kind of focused on the, the here and now and, and just getting taking it. Like you say, there's too many games to look too many games down here at the moment to look into years ahead. And let's say I'm I'm 24 now, so I'm, I'm a bit. Feel like I'm getting on, so I'm quite trying to <laughs> this before I start planning for the future. Yeah, no, of course, mate, of course. Um, one other thing that I just wanted to touch on, I'm sure you'll be keeping a bit of an eye on uh, what's been happening up here over the the start of the season, um, and you know, particularly involving uh, some of your former clubs. Um, so. Rangers have obviously sent a, a bit of a, me- a message out with the, the win in the, the recent old firm derby and then picking up some points since then as well. Um, it's obviously a massive season. How, how do you rate Rangers' chances of, uh, of putting a stop to the, the, the 10 in a row that Celtic have been uh, spending a lot of the time talking about? Uh, I feel like they're, they're as, good as, they have, good as they could be. I think, obviously, like you say, they've, they've came through the game where people in the past would maybe expect them to slip up and even look at Sunday result against Kilmarnock, 1-0, maybe back to, they were uh, under the course a little bit of pressure under time, um, at times, but I feel like that solidity's there now, and I think it's, what, 15 clean sheets? I mean, that, that's that's enough in itself, that's that's that's, um, that's tightly kind of winning form, you have that solid base to go for, and there's goals, they're spreading their goals as well, I feel that's another aspect they're doing really, really well at the moment, and when players come in, they demand on them to add numbers to their games, whether it's goals and assists, and, and that's what they thrive on, and, and they are really 
spreading the goals throughout the team as well. Um, obviously, with Connor getting two goals in the old firm and Tav, obviously, for 10 for the season, it's pretty, pretty remarkable. Um, so that's there and the consistency as well. And, and again, like I touched on earlier, I think that came, that's coming from now when you go back to that first sort of summer camp uh, we had in 2018. Um, we've set down the marker and I think we're still still following that and you're now, event, you're now um, reaping the rewards of, of that hard work um, from behind the scenes. Yeah, excellent. The, the defensive record is incredible, isn't it? That's um, that's a real good foundation to, to build from. So it's going to be an interesting season ahead. Um, yeah, a lot a lot to play for. Um, listen, that's us. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat to us here at the Fourth Official. That's uh, been really interesting. I just want to wish you all the best, mate, for the uh, for the season ahead and the and the rest of the ca- the career. We'll be we keeping a close eye on you. Thank you. Uh, thank you for your time and thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. I really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. If you enjoy interviews from the world of Scottish football like this one and our articles, then please consider becoming a fourth official subscriber on Patreon. You'll get access to bonus material and all of our content there first for as little as £2.99 per month. Help us to tackle the mainstream media by becoming a subscriber now at patreon.com slash the fourth official.